Hello and welcome to Co-Oppel Mode, a couple's opinion on gaming. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Rose. Welcome back. Here we go. We got another game this week. But I still have Super Mario RPG music stuck in my head. I've been humming <laughs> it all day in my head, just going. <laughs> I'm kind of excited for this one. I yeah? think I hmm, this one's gonna be an interesting one. I think I'm gonna be able to sell this to you well pretty quickly. Okay. But how much you like it afterwards is up in the air. (laughs) (laughs) The game we're going to be playing this week is Demio, the VR slash PC version. Have you heard of this? I don't think so. I don't know what this is. I think I brought this up to you once a long time ago. Our friends uh, were playing it for quite a while. And I tried to say that you need to play this. And we just never got around to you getting a chance to play it. Okay. So now it's going to happen. Since... You have no idea about this game. I'm not going to ask you what you think it is because the name does not give anything away. (laughs) The only thing is the name is spelled D-E-M-E-O and I always want to call it Demo. (laughs) (laughs) There's just an extra E in there and it always throws me off for a second. So Demio is essentially, hmm, best way to put this. Think if you mixed D&D with... A bit of a deck builder. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, And I use deck builder in a very light sense of the term. So the game originally on VR, you're looking over a bit ahead at a map on a table and you move your figures around and you use cards from your hand to do moves on the board, to make attacks, uh, do special abilities. It really feels like you're playing kind of this pseudo D&D game. It was originally VR only, Hmm. and you and up to four, uh, three other buddies, so four people total, would sit around this table and you can see like their hands or their faces as you're talking and joking and planning out, you know, going from room to room. It's a bit of a dungeon crawler. It's a roguelite in that sense where excuse me, that the map's a little different every time. Okay. Essentially, each adventure that you play is three stages. Two stages of you finding a monster with a key and finding the exit and getting the hell out, and a third stage where you have to find the boss and defeat the boss. It's tough. (laughs) Enemies keep spawning in, so, like, it kind of forces you to keep moving. You can't do that, that, uh... Like Super Mario, you can't clear a whole map area of enemies and you're fine and you're safe. Nope, you gotta keep moving. If you okay. hold down too long, you're gonna get overwhelmed. Oh no. But uh, the, progress- the progression system's all about unlocking new face masks for your character, uh, new gloves, new dice to roll, and uh, skins for your character minis. Okay. Every time you play, even if you die on that first level, you pretty much always get at least one level. So you always unlock something. It is. It's just interesting. D&D and card game, like, all in one. I mean, I don't know. That's a pretty good sell right there, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's odd that it came out on VR. Well, that was it's the whole point. Funny. Like, it's supposed to make you feel like you're hanging out with your buddies in a table. Like, the table Tabletop itself, game. Yeah, is in this, like, basement environment. So you see, like, this couch <laughs> and this TV and you're hanging out. Is like, there Mountain Dew and Doritos <laughs> in the background? I guess I haven't looked that closely, but I bet you there is. Or an artichoke dip. If it's... <laughs> yeah, that's our thing. Yeah. <laughs> Cheesy artichoke dip. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's talk about this game a little bit. Uh, it was developed and published by Resolution Games. It's a studio based over in Stockholm, Sweden. Oh, cool. Uh, they have a big focus on VR and AR games. Now, you know the difference between VR and AR? No. Okay. VR is short for virtual reality, and that's like the uh, the Oculus or the Meta Quest and, uh-huh. or uh, any of those big headsets that... You put on your eyes. (laughs) AR is called augmented reality. Now, usually there are headsets that you wear, but they usually have a semi-clear glass. So it projects what you're playing onto the environment around you. Um, You remember how the 3DS had those cards and you could like play little games like on the table looking through the 3DS camera or like you could have the faces flying at you and you shoot them as you turn around. Oh, okay. That's AR because stuff it's putting game mechanics in the real world. Okay. You're just looking through. Depends on the lens you're looking through. Okay. Like they have a uh, AR Angry Birds game that you can play on your phone. (laughs) Like the Angry Birds are on your table and stuff like that. The PC version of Demio is actually the first 
PC only game that this company has made so far. Okay. But it was Demio was just so popular, like people were like, "Oh, I wish there was a PC version." Cuz wearing the headset for a long period of time can yeah. kind of get to you, right? Yeah. So sometimes it's nice to just have a screen to play on. The game on Metacritic got an 83. Which pretty is good. pretty good. Uh, the PC version got an 82, but I think that's more <laughs> of just there's some things that you can do in VR that the PC version doesn't have. Like the main part of the game, you can totally play. Everything works just fine. Mm-hmm. There's some fun little things I'll talk about later that you can do in VR only. You can find this game on Steam or the Oculus slash Meta Store, depending on uh, what time you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're calling it Meta Store now. Really? So uh, Yeah. They, they, uh, that's a whole thing. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, generously, they, they're they bundling the PC and VR version together. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah. So I, I have it on the Quest, but I also have it on Steam. But both versions, you can have the PC and VR version. And your uh, stats, your progression carries over if on the same version. So the Oculus version will carry over between the PC Oculus version and the Steam version will carry over with the Steam VR. Oh, version. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, you can't go between the, yes. the two, unfortunately. Okay. That's the only unfortunate thing, but they more than make up for the fact that they have cross-play between every single version. And it's super easy. I actually did it with Joe the other day because mm-hmm. I wanted to test it out. And it's you host a room, you look at the table, it'll say room code, tell them what to type in, bam, they're in. Like it's... It's super easy. I always love it when platforms will work across with each other so that people can play together. I really appreciate an extra thumbs up for that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm just happy when you can play Game Pass games on my computer Game Pass versus the Xbox Game Pass so I can play games with Joe sometimes. Yeah. It is just a nice little touch to be able to have a little more interconnectivity. Like, you're not so locked off if you don't have the hardware. Yeah. They continue to have free updates to this game. So they just recently added what's called a doubles co-op mode. So originally you could only play one character per person. Mm -hmm. So now they have a version where you and me, if we play together, we can both control two characters at once. So we can have a full party if we want to do it that way. Oh gosh. Though I would suggest maybe just one character a piece (laughs) to start with (laughs) to kind of get into it. Yeah. And then uh, they uh, have... I think uh, more adventures coming out, new characters. There's a PvP mode they're working on, so you can actually fight against people eventually, which should be really interesting. Uh, Currently, as of the time of recording, they have six different characters and four adventures. Uh, So it's like a a paladin, a sorcerer, a warlock, a bard, and a ranger and a rogue is what the current classes are. And uh, some of the fun little things they have is in the actual game, they have a lot of interactivity between things. So the sorcerer has like a a basic lightning attack he can use. Well, if an enemy gets wet somehow, like walks through a water space or you have a water bomb you picked card you picked up and throw, lightning does more damage to characters that are wet. Makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. There's a poison gas that'll spread, poison gas bombs. If you have a fire attack... You can burn that gas out instead of waiting for it to dissipate, which feels like it takes forever. (laughs) So they have a lot of fun little things like that where if you know the way to get around it or you have the ability on hand, you can really be creative about how you go about things sometimes. In the VR version exclusively, they have what's called the uh, Hero Hangout. So you and your buddies, they have like this little basement gamer's den that has uh, the NPC DM lady sitting at like a, a, a checkout counter and you can go look around at all these monster compendium books to see all the monster stats. There's a, <laughs> a little mini bow and arrow range. Uh, there's a little fun arcade game, like old school arcade game you can play. And there's even a painter's lounge where you can paint the oh my gosh. from the game if you want. That's so crazy. <laughs> That's funny. And it, it is. It's it's really fun. So you could just hang out with your buddies painting stuff and <laughs> just screwing off and yeah. having fun. And I thought that just... That's... Is that necessary for this game? Hell no. But is that fun? <laughs> yeah, that's a fun little little touch that they added. And also, a nice thing they did, if you and your buddies are in the Heroes Hangout, you can just go to this board, pick your character, pick an adventure, and you can just start an adventure right from the Heroes Hangout. 
So you don't have to like leave that lobby and go start a new lobby if you guys are ready to start a real game. And that's just nice little touches they added. Mm -hmm. I wish you could do the uh, a PC on, in the Heroes Hangout, but I don't know if they're planning for it or, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe it just won't. Sometimes it might that, not translate well. Yeah, it's it's a little tricky sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'll just talk about my experience with the game now. Uh, okay. I will say this game can be hard. Surprisingly hard. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to uh, cry. But it never... If you lose, you almost always get a progression level. You almost always unlock something. Yeah. So at least you never feel like you're wasting time. A full adventure can take a, a, an amount of time to play. But they've added a, a save system. So if you get past one of the stages on the adventure, you have a chance to buy some new cards with money you found during the last area. You can save it there. So you and your buddies can start it up right from there again. So there, That's good. Yeah. So you can always like, okay, do we have enough time for the next part? No, nope, let's pick this up later. And there's no big deal. All the characters really play very differently. They all kind of have their own gimmick. Like uh, the rogue. Hmm. How do we put it? Let's start with this. Each character has a renewable card, it's called. Basically, that's a card you always have in your hand. You can always play every time it's your turn. Okay. And every time it's your turn, you get two resource points, kind of like here to slay. Yeah. So you like some cards that are really powerful cost two resource points, but most of them cost one. one. There's some zero ones as well. So you can, uh, it all depends on what you find. So every time you open a treasure chest, everybody gets a card. Every time uh, you defeat enough enemies, everybody gets a card. You can only have so many cards in your hand, but generally speaking, you're usually spending them about as quickly as you're getting them. But then you have that renewable card you can count on every time. The rogue has a sneak. They're sneaky. They're hidden. They're invisible from enemies. So they can go scout a room, you know, and, you know, not get noticed. Uh, the paladin has a fun little armor system where they basically get temporary hit points. So they use their card to renew their armor so they can be out front hitting those Hit, taking those hits without having to worry about dying. The warlock's cool. She has a kitty cat. A big, like, demon-y kitty cat. Oh my goodness. And so her attack is like a ranged attack that makes your cat go and take a swipe at the enemy as well. I don't usually go for magic users, but I might this time. <laughs> yep, that one's interesting. They all have their interesting gimmicks, and if you plan it well and put your party together right, you can essentially overcome anything. I... Recently went through a whole adventure. I died at the last boss. This close. Like, just... Yeah. Oh, like a half inch, like, away from winning. It was oh, so close. I, there's certain enemies that can teleport your characters. So I was like, I got this. Oh, my set. gosh. So what they'll do is uh, they there's uh, these mystics that will teleport enemies next to you. And then there's other types of characters that'll teleport you away from where they're at. So I had my party all set up. And then a couple of these characters just... Nope, you guys are going across the map. And then I couldn't get my party back together. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, so we like that's that also goes into that you don't want to hesitate too much. Oh geez, that's not the game for me then. That's all I do is hesitate. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it it's really about finding that balance and understanding what cards you want to hold on into and save and what cards do you need to use. Uh, there's useful things like barricades you can do to like put in front of doorways to keep enemies from following you. Or uh, the very super useful ones are these uh, 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 ballista machines that'll fire off a few shots. You can set up a turret that saves your life. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many creative cards and uses for them that it it's really interesting to see how things build out. I had a bard in my party and you can use them to increase their defense, but you cast that spell the next turn again, then their defense is increased and their attack is increased. You do it again and all of a sudden they're so courage inspired and imposing that other enemies will flee from them. There's a chance for them to get panicked and run away just when they get close to them. So that you could use that to help clear the room out so you're not sure. so surrounded, right? Each new adventure has creative new enemies like a new boss there's different gimmicks in the map that can happen so they really try to 
give it a little fresh spins with each adventure. And I think a lot of the time, whatever the new character you got probably help. I think helps you out in the, the new area. Uh, the Warlock was the most recent one with the Kitty Cat. It's hard to uh, talk about this game because I feel like experiencing it is the best way to understand it. Sure. And I think what I'm going to do is I want to have you try both versions and then you can play whichever version you feel like you like more after that. Okay. But I do want you to experience it both ways. VR is the original way, the intended way. That's yeah. the way it was made. And I do want you to go check out the Heroes Hangout and see what you think about all the <laughs> quirky gimmicks. Um, <laughs> it It's one of those things that it, it's so close to what people, especially people in the D&D community, they just want so bad. Like, they want to be able to play D&D like that. It's as you get older, you find out it's hard to get together and get a group to play Dungeons and Dragons or play your tabletop RPGs and board games and whatnot. But having an avenue where you can get that feeling so hard, yeah, is That's is really nice. a lot of fun. And I know, uh, you know, you look at the reviews; some people fall off, some people don't like the difficulty of it, some people get irritated that enemies keep spawning in. It's stupid, but it's it's a way to keep the game moving. Like if if you didn't have that kind of sense of urgency, yeah, you could just sit there and wait and take on anything. You could clear out any room. It would be no problem. It just was a, a matter of patience. But this way, it's a matter of using what you have the best way possible while also moving forward. So you're not, I feel like you got to try to plan accordingly a lot more mm -hmm. you know it isn't just oh if i just wait it out i can funnel people into this room they can't do nothing about it it's no i got to once i have a plan and if it works out you feel like oh my god that was awesome i timed that bomb i timed sure. that poison like i'm killing them and when something doesn't work out and all of a sudden you get overwhelmed it's like you know what i'll die i'll try again like you it's it's that thing where you gotta when it comes to any type of roguelite, and Mike you're and gonna die. <laughs> just accept the fact that if you fail, it's part of the game. You're like, gonna die a lot. It's a learning experience. Uh, I'm kind of glad that you gave me inscription before this one. It was probably a good uh, buffer. I, I I have realized that <laughs> that giving you inscription that early that on that was a good play was the smartest <laughs> thing I could do. <laughs> Get her prepared to fail a lot. Yeah. It, I guess I didn't realize how many games that dying is kind of part of the learning curve and to accept that. And I think that's one of those things that I just kind of forgot about. I'm used to it. I played everything. Like, I've just come to accept that. Mm -hmm. The fact that you had to kind of really learn that the hard way because inscription was a hard <laughs> slap in the face. But once I you mean, got past it is it, and it isn't. Like, it, I think coming up against something like that for the first time, it feels like a hard slap in the face. But when you look back on it, it's really not that bad. You don't get punished. The first, like, night or two I played it, I felt like you got punished so hard. Yeah. And then looking back at the... Now that I have the overall game to reference, it, they really didn't punish you as bad as it felt. <laughs> yeah. I, I did, I you know, I did learn that. And I, I think this game has some similarities in that. Because I played it with our friends before. Mm -hmm. And when I was playing with them, they, they knew what what to do they've played it enough where they kind of knew figured out the plan and how to go about things yeah so when i played with them i really was able to fall i don't want to say so much fall in line but i knew what my role was going forward and we were able to succeed fairly well, easily working as a party can be extremely beneficial yep and so when i was playing by myself and going through there are times i'm like god this is kind of hard like but it's also exciting and thrilling when you like squeeze through, like you mm -hmm. barely make it. Like I had one point on the second stage where I had three of my guys down. They couldn't get back up, but I was like, just keep trying, just keep pushing, go for it, go for it, go for it. And I was able to get that last person with the key to the exit and they all, you know, respawn for the, the next the level. Next and then it's like, and then I almost beat it. And like, I could have just gave up and let my guy die, but there was something satisfying in the fact that I persevered and I got as far as I did. Even yeah. though I didn't beat the adventure, that was satisfying. And I think I think that's where the real joy in this game 
can lie and why people enjoy it so much is, yeah, it's a little bit of luck. It's a little bit what card you draw. Yep. But being able to persevere with no matter what you get is a satisfying feeling. So I think I sold it about as best as I can, and I think it's time for you to experience it. What kind of rating do you think you're going to give this one? How, how excited are you for this? I'm pretty excited to try it out. I, I, I'm, I, I'm prepared to die a lot. But <laughs> it sounds really, really cool. I, I love games that kind of relate to the D&D world. I like deck building games. I really enjoyed Inscription a lot. So this one's, I think, is going to be in that kind of similar ballpark of yes. using what you have and it being a little bit random with the cards. Yep. And the gameplay style of the different characters is going to be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably going to love it. Yeah. I, That's I how I feel. Gonna, I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I think it's going to be the same thing. It might take a, a few tries to kind of figure it out. Like, you're free to try it out on your own. Maybe it might be a good idea. We can start just each of us have one character. You can kind of get a feel for it. I feel like that's the best way to ease into this. Okay. Before starting a single player. Oh, I got all four characters. Because I, I think they're nice and they tweak down the enemies a little bit when you have less people. Sure. So that way you can kind of not get overwhelmed so quickly, which is a, a, a nice way to go. Oh my god, I stumbled there. I am sorry no, about it's, that. it's just that you make it sound really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and now I got a little more scared. <laughs> That's all. Yes, fear. <laughs> got a little bit more scared. I'm going to make you cling to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that scared. Uh, not yet. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll end the first half here. We'll uh, yeah, make her try The world out. outside is calling to us. Yeah. Everybody needs attention right now. <laughs> Some days that's how it goes. Yeah. All I'm right. excited to go try it out. I'm excited for you to try it out. Woo. All right, we'll see you guys in a little bit. Welcome back. We've had some nice playtime on Demio, and we're ready to hear some opinions on this podcast. We've had some great time playing. It's been a blast. I've I've really loved how much you've come to really enjoy Demio. I started it, and I pretty much liked it right away. It was kind of easy for me to fall in love with. <laughs> yeah, you fell into it pretty quick, I especially did. once you got uh, tried the VR over the PC. I liked the PC a lot, though. I was pretty addicted on the PC. I we'll, we'll talk about that some more, like playing on the PC versus playing on the VR. Because yep. there's good and bad about both. Yes. Um, I think in the future, I would probably play it on the PC more often if I was going to choose. But the VR has some special things about it, too, that makes it fun. The first thing, though, that I wanted to say yeah. <laughs> was... The way you described it made me think it was going to be more D&D-like in some ways than what it is. There are a lot of similarities, but yep. I was thinking you were going to be leveling up characters, going through stats. <laughs> nope. And it's not that intense, which... So the first night I was playing, I was like slightly disappointed, but I was like, oh, it's still cool. And then the more I played it and understood how things worked the more I liked it. I was like, no, 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 this is good because it's not so overwhelming and you can learn how to play it really quickly, but it's still really fun, continuously fun and challenging. It is, yeah, challenging. Uh, I, I, you know, it's funny. I kind of think of Demio, um, for any old school board game enthusiast, there's a game called Othello and the tagline was easy to learn to play difficult to master mm -hmm. and i feel like demio is kind of in that line of things like figuring out how you move how you play how you use your stuff pretty easy but knowing and learning like when do i do these things how do i use these things to the best of my ability that takes time to master it's strategy it's a lot of strategy it's yeah it's learning the maps it's learning the enemies you know learning your characters it's all about that so there's one, two, three, six characters to pick from. Yep. And you have a guardian who has the special ability of getting once per turn, you can use a special card that he carries that gives him more armor, 50% more health with that armor, which is so he's your tank. 
He's what you use to like guard everybody, go in, wreck some stuff. Definitely frontline fighter. Yep. And yep. I, I said I uh, was mentioning it's uh, those renewable cards. So whatever class you play, yeah. you always have a renewable card in your hand that you always can use every turn if you want. Mm-hmm. Then there's an assassin. Mm-hmm. who is really good at sneaking around. That's his renewable card is sneaking. He can get in a lot of uh, really tough hits too on enemies. He's really useful that way. Yeah. I mean, I know he has that one lucky coin card that like you got a 50% chance to just do massive damage. But even like his just, it seems like his regular attacks, he gets those uh, like backstabs, those sneak attacks. A lot of backstabs. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can do really, really good damage but even just his regular attack move is pretty high damage Mm -hmm. uh then you get a hunter as well who has arrows they can shoot arrows as their renewable card that one is super useful for range loved using the hunter so all three of these i really loved using so far then you have a sorcerer who (laughs) (laughs) like is useful i tend to not gravitate towards magic users in games like this um They're always so damn squishy and it drives me nuts. And then this sorcerer especially, he's got some powerful moves, but his renewable cards is you can charge him up and he will be charged with electricity for three turns. And then he has a renewable zap card that you can use to really hit harder. Yes. But if you start right off the bat with him, he's not that strong. If you're lucky in the game and you get some upgrades to your magic, a plus one to your magic stat in that character, which you never see what that stat's at, by the way. The game just (laughs) doesn't show you. But if you're lucky enough where you get those cards and use them on him, I mean, eventually by the third round, he can be really strong. Yeah. It's frustrating that he has one long range movement, though. He does get some other spell cards that come up for him, like Fireball, Fireball, Vortex. Yeah, yeah. His fireball is the strongest area of effect spell in the game. It can do, it does like 10 damage base, which is really strong. And uh, I made, uh, I made pretty good use. He has a vortex spell and it's got this huge rain of like nine squares. It'll suck everybody into the middle. And then you can use your fireball right after that. Just just, wreck them. Yeah. It's like the only thing is you have to be careful. You don't have a friend of your party in that area with the fireball. (laughs) Then we have a bard basically. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of tankier. It's decent, kind of like um, not as good as the assassin, but he's got a lot of like recovery spells, healing spells. He has like he usually gets the scroll of tsunami pretty often, which is like a big wave that'll uh, go through your enemies. Give you some space. Yeah. And then uh, his renewable is interesting. It raises the defense of your characters and then the attack of them. So you can he's a very good support class. Yes. Yeah. And then the last one is a warlock, a female warlock, who has a cat named Kana that rolls with her. Mm-hmm. She uses her cat to attack the enemies. She's got some dope magic spells, too. I liked her better than the sorcerer, but it's nice to have another long-range. She's the other decent long-range player that you can use. So mixing and matching, because you can have a party of four. Mm-hmm. Mixing and matching these can be kind of fun. Depending on what area you go to, you can really make it work for you or against you. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is kind of interesting. Got to choose see, wisely. Like all these characters are very viable in a party makeup, no matter which campaign you pick. But it does seem like some seem to excel better in some areas. Just just depending on like what kind of traps you might run into or enemies you seem to run into. Yeah, and the environment, like mm-hmm. you said. So talking about the environment, there's four different places you can go. Mm-hmm. The first one is the Black Sarcophagus, which is a basic tomb. Like you think of D&D jun- Dungeon, this is what yeah. this area is. It's great. It it's, screams dungeon. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So um, there's like slime enemies, there's rats, there's spiders, there's... A lot of, there's trolls, pretty fun. Most of these enemies go through every place that you go to, but some have special ones. Yes. 
so the black sarcophagus is like a really nice starter. And then you can choose the realm of the rat king, which is kind of fun because it's in a sewer. Yeah. Uh, so it's, the other kind of dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> the stinky one. The stinky one. Yeah. So there's a lot more poison in this realm, obviously, yeah. that you get hit with. Um, and that's pretty fun. A lot more rats, too. <laughs> Then you, rats in that level? There's I, a lot I can't more rats. imagine rats being in a rat king level. Even some big ones. What are the uh, bigger rats called? Oh. The scab rat. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Those things actually have a decent amount of health and can hit pretty hard. They're kind of annoying. Not to be confused with scabbers from Harry Potter. Scab rat. Just a big rat. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, one of my favorites, the Roots of Evil. You're in a magical forest. Mm-hmm. I love that one. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot more dogs here. And if you're lucky enough to get a bone card, you can throw it at your dog and they're friendly and they help you attack enemies and they can really hold their own for quite a while. And that's that was one of the things I remember I was telling you about is yeah. the cool creativity between some of the general cards and the enemies. Like you think you, you've open this treasure chest you're like finally a new card and you hope you get that cool spell you need or Mm -hmm. cool ability and then it's like here you go like a dirty old bone it does one damage and makes an enemy want to attack you but then you find out you use it on like these hellhounds or these hound Mm -hmm. dogs and then they become your allies you can't control them but they help like tank hits they help uh do damage even uh, if you just need a minute where enemies attack that instead of you, yeah. you're just, sometimes you just need a breathe turn. Yeah, right. And it is. It's really yeah. helpful. And then sometimes you just walk into, you open a, a room and you walk into such a mess and to have a dog in there with you helping make, even if it's two hit points, yeah. that can finish off an enemy that was going to hit you and do way more damage. Oh, yeah, right. So then the last one, another super favorite of mine, Curse of the Serpent Lord, and you're in a desert area. Mm -hmm. This is an area where the water flask card comes super in handy. Yes, it does. There is silvered cores of enraged, what do you call it? It's basically rage, and it's like a big uh, red uh, ore, yeah, yeah, or crystal, that pops up around the map and spreads each turn. If you get touched by it, yep. it makes you enraged and you attack your party members at yep. the end of your turn, no matter what you try to do. But if you have a water flask and you douse yourself, it takes care of that rage. Yes. So that's so every area has kind of their own little gimmick there. And yes. that makes it really fun. That adds to the replayability because you can run through with a different party of four. You could and and not to mention that even though each campaign eventually culminates in you fighting the same boss it's still like each map is randomly generated so Uh like you never know how it's gonna work out maybe you're gonna go left instead of right out of the gate it's gonna be a completely different room and it might be empty this time and the last time you went through you opened the door and it was just full of slime spiders and rats and you're like oh my god this is too many enemies and you run away it's so much fun because the maps are auto-generated yeah it makes it exciting every time Mm -hmm. that reminded me this game reminded me a lot of heroes of magic 5 oh really yeah and i know that those maps aren't auto-generated but the way that things can be slightly different and the way that you have to strategize what you do Mm -hmm. i really like there was something about it there that was just really (laughs) hitting that for me and i love that game and i've played that living hell out of that game so i really liked that about this it reminded me of that and it reminded me of Northgard. it was like a a different mixture of those with a dnd flair yeah and it just was so much fun the the settings i gotta give a shout out to how there was movement in each map in a different way like in the forest you can see little leaves falling and it's so beautiful it's just these little little details Mm -hmm. in the in the desert there's gold sparkles throughout the air like if you're looking around you can see all this stuff happening even the water if you see water on the ground if you watch it, it's moving mm-hmm. and the poison, it, it has a flow to it. Somebody took a lot of time to make it stuff like that really adds to a game a lot. And yeah. it, it, it's 
if the prettier it is, the more interesting it is, can make somebody want to play it more and more, I think. Just really subconsciously, it adds to it. I do think that's that fun touch, because it really does feel like you're playing with miniatures on a game board in someone's basement, right? But they add this, like, dynamic movement. Your characters will, like, hold still when they're not doing anything, but you move them and you do an attack, and they kind of, you know, come to life, and they do the attack, they move. And just, like... That little touch it it's is... so satisfying. Yeah, it, it's kind of like, oh, my imagination's coming to life. That's what it feels like. I, I can see it. <laughs> makes it, it a know? little more alive, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. That's Those little touches can make all the world. They really can. The other cool thing, the tutorial on this game was awesome. Super quick. Yes. Super easy to follow. Yep. Uh, a game that could be overwhelming if you just jumped into it right away where you're like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to do this. They made the tutorial really nicely. And I always appreciate that when game developers make a decent <laughs> tutorial. It's not long-winded. It gets you through it and you just jump right in. Three three things I appreciate about a good tutorial. And this is just, maybe it's just my personal preference. One, don't make it super long, right? Yeah. Two, get to the point and get to the main things I need to know how to do. And three, let me put it into practice real quick. Yeah, and it so does that. don't just explain it to me and then move on and then maybe I won't use it for a while. Just like, here, this is how you do this. Do it. Quick. Boom. Okay, yep. move. Here, this is how you do this. Do it. Quick. Boom. Move on. That's exactly how yep. this went. And it made it so that you didn't get the answers to everything right away. You got to figure some smaller things out for yep. yourself, which is fun. That's why games like this are fun. You want to learn, especially a strategic game like this, you want to learn the best way. That's what's so addicting about it. What's the best way that I can get this enemy out of my way? What's the best thing I can do here? You gave me a good tip about lie. If you get a lie card and you throw it at a slime, it'll instantly kill that bad boy so that you don't have to worry about him, which is awesome because some of them have low health. Some of them have like 22 points of health, (laughs) Yeah, which is a decent amount. And they can just chuck slime at you and it poisons you. And it's it's a whole slime suck. It's a whole thing. I will say this, and I don't think you ended up getting to it uh because you were just having so much fun playing the main game and i was like yeah, i'm just gonna let you i do just this enjoyed it so much i didn't do the heroes hangout you didn't and that's where i learned that trick about the light i should have checked it there's out. a book this nice fancy looking book and you open it up and it's like here's some tips and tricks to help with demio and it tells you like all these neat things like yeah like the fact that you can make gas explode with fire which mm-hmm. causes massive damage and like all these like fun little tips and i didn't even get through all of them there's a lot and yeah. uh and even like one of the first one is like hey even if there's a room full of like enemies with two hp that's still dangerous because numbers are almost more dangerous than strong enemies in this game getting overwhelmed is the scariest thing in this it game. is a big yeah. enemy one single really high hp enemy mm-hmm. is tough but you can slowly chip away at it, guard yourself. You have some time yep. to be strategic and think through it. You walk into a room with like 15 enemies, you're just kind of screwed. And you can try to run away, but their movement's pretty equal to yours unless you've gotten lucky and gotten speed guards for yep. all your party members <laughs> like multiple times. And I mean, yep. you can do it. You can you can slowly, like if you funnel them through a, a small pathway, there's lots of little tricks. It It's fun. It's just mm-hmm. a great game that way. Let's talk about how you feel playing PC versus VR. Because we talked about that great tutorial that you were willing to play twice so you could learn how to play it in VR, the controls compared to the computer. So that's how good that tutorial is. I just wanted to say that. I I chose to start on the PC because I felt a little more comfortable with it. And uh, that was pretty easy to do. And I was enjoying it Mm -hmm. off the bat. I knew that Matt wanted me to try the VR, so I did. Now, I got to say right off the bat, you put that VR headset on and open this game up and it looks so good. It looks beautiful. And this is on the Quest 1. It's just so immersive when you're doing it in mm-hmm. VR that it, it does have that over the PC. The PC's nice. It looks the same technically, but it's just a little bit more exciting. The other awesome thing about doing it in VR is your zoom capabilities are so much better. 
You can rotate, you can tilt, you can zoom in and out, you can change the scale of the tiles and the players that you're seeing, which can be really helpful because since this is auto-generated, sometimes you get a really skinny hallway and you need to, okay, let's zoom out so I can see this better. And then you get a bigger area, let's zoom in, there's so many enemies here. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it gets pretty clustery and it's hard to see everything on the PC because the PC when you zoom in, it doesn't change the scale of it and it also sets it at a certain angle. You can't change the angle that you're looking at the pieces with and yeah. it gets hard to tell what's going on sometimes in the PC version. Is it unplayable? Absolutely not. No. You can still, there's just, there's a definite difference there where the VR has the advantage. And I think that's why the VR has that edge of a couple points on Metacritic or what it is. And this is. is what they made it for, right? With yeah. the VR. It was on VR only. And the only reason they made it for PC was just because a lot of people wanted it. And that's like one of the negatives of playing in VR. When you're playing in a long time and you're wearing that headset, especially if you're playing a full campaign, which is not quick, folks. It's going to take about three hours. It gets a little heavy on your head, you know? It, yeah, it gets heavy on your head. It, the VR headset is just not comfortable to me. For long, long periods of time. I mean, know? even after 20 minutes, you're feeling it, yeah. in my opinion. And you put up with it because you're like, I'm just getting going now. Because this <laughs> is... It, it, I got through the Curse of the Serpent Lord, and it did take me about three hours to do all three areas. Mm -hmm. But I did beat the boss. I figured it out. And I was very excited but man, I was, I was, I was really trying hard to make it through that. Because what was it? The night before we played together, there's a duo mode where we each control two heroes. Yeah, I made it so that we could control yep, two. Yep, that each. was one of the new things they've added recently. And we got all the way to the end of the Serpent Lord campaign. And we didn't realize the gimmick until it was too late. That's <laughs> the other like, nice thing. Every, <laughs> one, two guys left. It was horrible. Every boss has their own gimmick. And, and especially on this one, I didn't get to the others just because it does take such a long time. I've played a lot, but I haven't been able to just put in the time to get to the end, which has been frustrating. Yes. But this one... It is, uh, it's like a four stage freaking boss fight and it just gets so <laughs> wild at the end and I'm playing it in VR and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is wild. You should see this right now. You can't believe what's happening. <laughs> so that's the other downside of VR is not only is it uncomfortable, but you can't share it with the person next to you. Like there are times when you're playing on the Xbox or we're playing on the PC. It's like, hey, look at this. What yes. do I do here? Play, when you're playing a game on VR, you're pretty isolated in that way. And that's just kind of a little bummer. Like, one of the fun things about gaming yep. gaming with friends is sometimes you do like to sit and watch people play. Well, the shared experience. Yeah. You know, I've always, I've always really enjoyed getting to watch you play or even other people play and enjoy that. And don't get me wrong, sometimes it's like, I just really want to play what I want to play or I want to play the game you're playing. But I'm still getting enjoyment out of watching and you can, on the quest, we can do that casting. Sure, onto the, the TV. But then it's like, you know, I could be watch. I guess, like, it depends on if I was playing You don't want to watch Switch. me play that for three hours, yeah. though, either. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's not that exciting. Uh, it would have been, you know, maybe in hindsight I would have done it mm -hmm. just to have, like, while I was playing something on the Switch, and then I could kind of peek up and see what kind of craziness you got going on, and that would have been amusing. <laughs> but, uh, you know... Amusing. Well, it is kind of fun to no, just peek in and see what's happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I I mean, I will say this. Like, I really enjoy this game. I really like this game a lot. I think this game struck a chord with you so much harder than it did with me. And part of that is, I think I have a tendency to get impatient with these tactics style games like this, especially so focused on it, which is funny because I like playing chess, but I, I get... Oh my gosh, that's one thing. <laughs> we were playing together. Uh, oh I'm going to get gosh. posted here. Uh... <laughs> we tried to play to get... Well, we played together a couple times, but yep. the, when we were really going for it and getting to the end mm -hmm. and we each had two characters, dude, your turns... Ugh, I had to yell at you a couple times like, would you please take your turn? Hurry up. And I thought... 
<laughs> I told him, I'm like, this is what playing chess with you is like. You need to <laughs> stop thinking about it so much and just like think about it when it's not your turn, what you want to do next. But I was. <laughs> but then you do something and that changes things. I get so stuck because it's like, how should I use this? I, I, I always... I'm trying to do the best thing I can do. Yeah, for sure. To the best of my ability. And sometimes it's like, I know what simple thing I can do, but is that the best thing I can do? And that's what gets me stuck. And that's why after a while, it's like, I just got to do something. It's not that big a deal. No, there are definitely (laughs) times when you need to take a second to think about your next move, especially if you're in a bad spot. But you are so funny how uh, you kind of overthink it. Yeah, in chess, when I play with people, I, I... I think, okay, if I move here, how will they move? And then how will I move? I'm trying to actually You're think of moves You're thinking up five different steps for your next turn. <laughs> and it doesn't even mean they're going to notice or do what I think they're going to do. It doesn't always work out like that. And then, yeah, I, I'm bad about that sometimes. It was funny. Uh, yes, you play this game like you play chess. Yeah. I, I do think it's funny. I, I really fell in love with this game super hard. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like you're as intense for it as I am. I you don't have the intensity. I think this is one of those games I really appreciate it for what it is. I think it's really hit a good niche, especially for VR. Like this is a game if you have a VR headset, you should be trying out this game. Like this is one of those oh, games. Yeah. And it just does it like I guess it's one of those like Super Mario Odyssey for you. Like when I'm in the mood for it, this is what I want to play. I got to get it out of my system, Mm -hmm. but I get it out of my system relatively quickly. And I think that might be because it is a roguelite, but it is such a long form roguelite where it's random, you know, so I can't do like a 30 minute run and be done. It's I got to put in the time. And I think that's why I hesitate. Even though you can save between rounds, which is nice, I really, so much really wish you could save in the middle of a map and just pick up. Yeah, that would be a really nice addition. Because even trying to get to the next round can take a surprising amount of time, depending on what happens. Even if it was, like, I can understand if you're playing a multiplayer game. It's tough when people are connecting to the room at different times. Sure. Like, you disconnected for a second and you got back in, mm-hmm. and your characters were there, but then there was a skip turn for you, which yes. was a pain in the butt. I was like, wait, what about my turn? Yeah, He's screw like, you, You game. don't get one this round. <laughs> and uh, if the single player had a save point in the middle of the game, yeah. that I think I would be very okay with that. Because it's easier, this is my game, I'm the only one playing this, I should be able to jump in and out whenever I want. If they could implement a single player mid-game save... I really do think I would be much more willing to play it more often because I could stop when I'm not feeling it and jump back in later and finish it off. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's just that's just my personal Heroes preference. Heroes of Might and Magic 5, Northgard, they all have the ability to save in the middle. Yeah. Because it is. When you get these long-form games, it's really mm-hmm. hard to know for sure. Like, And that's why I ended up starting and stopping over and over again while I was... trying this game out but that did help you learn the characters pretty well i wanted to try them all out so that i i'd know and have an opinion on them even though i had no desire to try the magic users at all (laughs) but you know like i said i actually liked them okay they definitely have a purpose and a place and they're useful and learning how to use them well is fun oh yeah for sure you know i think it's funny that you seem to be very adverse to using magic characters because early on in my gaming career, <laughs> career, I also was very melee physical character focused. Uh-huh. I didn't really like the magic people because they were squishy. They died easy, even though they had these cool spells. And as I have gotten older, I felt that, you know what? I need to give them more of a chance and try them out and mix it up. And I've been pleasantly surprised. Um, I'm okay with having like one on a four party team. <laughs> I think that's good enough. You just want the the OG Demio. I want my guardian. I want my archer. I want my rogue. And I want the one wizard. That's all I need. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds about perfect. You need long range. You need a tank. Yep. You got an assassin who can go in and, you know, slice away. So let's do who who is your favorite character that you enjoyed their moves, their cards the most. I really like the hunter a lot. 
Um, the assassin gets some sick cards, though. Like you said, the coin flip. Mm-hmm. If you get lucky and you get that coin flip card, you literally flip it and you have a 50% chance of doing 99 damage on a creature. That's fantastic. Like, And he also has another one. He's got some really baller cards. Yeah, the the hunter, though, I think I would say. Those, she gets two, or he. She. Is it a she? Yeah. I, can't, I forgot. Um, they get two arrow cards that are renewable, so they can make two ranged attacks every turn, and they're just as effective as the close range attacks, and that's Mostly so with the hunter, I like, you have Hail of Arrows, which is an area effect mm-hmm. attack. And that's always, if you get that card, it's always nice to have one of those in your hand. It also has two different levels of beast companion cards. One is a wolf and the other one is two smaller creatures, like two spiders or two rats that will help you um, attack enemies. And even if you get to the next round, they, and they're still alive, they come with you. So you can use, like, it's awesome to try to get these cards in the first round and then they follow you if you keep them alive. You can have them throughout the whole game, helping you destroy stuff. I mean, that's just we had useful. Like, what two rats, two spiders, uh, a wolf at one point? Yeah. we had like a, a veritable little army running yep. around at one and, point. I mean, we were wrecking stuff for a while. It's like I said, when you get into those areas with a lot of enemies, that really makes a big difference. What was your favorite campaign then? I really loved how the Roots of Evil looked. I really played the Curse of the Serpent Lord a lot, though, because it was a little more challenging. Yeah, which is funny. I'm going to pick the hardest one. (laughs) Well, it was funny because I would usually just pick random, and it put me in the tombs a lot. It put me in the sewers. The sewers, I I like them. That's challenging in an annoying way to me. Yeah, (laughs) poison's annoying. But once I saw the Roots of Evil and the Curse of the Serpent Lord, those were just so pretty, but also... The desert area was just so hard with all of that rage uh, mineral around Mm -hmm. and you would have sand piles and if you attack them, they only have one HP. You're either going to get a pile of gold or a scorpion's going to pop up that you have to kill now. (laughs) And that's just a lot of fun. You know, there's... There's also a jeweled scarab that you can find in the Curse of the Serpent Lord. Oh, yeah, for some special stuff. We never found one on our run. No, but I got two the last time I played. Oh, lucky. So there's a merchant in round two, and if you give that to him, he trades you some higher uh, demand cards for all of your characters Mm -hmm. that are really helpful. And then if you get the second one, you can just sell it in the card shop, and you get, like, 700 gold or something it's a ton like it's a ton of gold so it's worth digging through the sand piles to try to find that jeweled scarab (laughs) for sure even if you just get a buttload of gold because the more gold you have at the end of the round you can buy more cards as long as your hand isn't full yep depending on the character you have 10 or 11 spots open so it's good to uh, load up on those healing potions and <laughs> yeah, that always swiftness comes in cards, <laughs> physical damage cards, Aww. all of those. So overall, I would say like this game, Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss. So what would you give it out of ten? Let's let's do the ending. Let's do the ending ending rating for a rose. Oh my gosh! I just realized I never even thought about what I would give it until yeah. now. Yeah. I usually think about it ahead of time. Bring it down the axe. Boy, I can't decide if it's a 9 or a 10. You can go 9.5. I will allow 0.5s in my rating system. Anything different than that, get the hell out of here. You know what? I'm going to (laughs) go 9.5. I think I'm going to... Like, the only thing that I can think of that I don't like... I wish you could save mid-campaign. Especially, like you said, if it's a one-player game. I feel like that should be possible. Yep. But really... There was nothing about this game that I didn't like. I It plays really well. I didn't have problems with that. It looks great. The music's nice. The gameplay is super fun and addicting. It's challenging, but not in a way that makes you feel like it's impossible. It yes. all feels possible. It That part reminded me of Inscription. Like Once I understood how to play this kind of game. Yes. Um, I, I, I do want to preface that moment that you just said. 
there are times when I played this game where I've come into a room and it felt impossible. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The, it's not that it's impossible. It's learning how to make it possible. Yeah. Because if you don't know, yeah, it's going to be impossible. If you're trying to like brute force your way through or that's not going to work. But once you learn, like, okay, these are the cards I should keep and hold on to in case of emergency. These are the cards I should hold on for these kind of situations. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, it becomes a lot easier. I was watching you play, and all of a sudden, I I have a tendency to have a low amount of cards at the end of a round. And you're just maxed out. You're doing so good. And I was impressed by that. So it it really is, when you first play this game, it's going to feel impossible sometimes. But as you learn you're really going to understand that nothing's impossible. It's just about how you go about it. It's kind of wild how you can get in a really bad situation. And if you go about it, you can get yourself out of it. And you, it's, I think there's times when you think there was no way I was going to make it through that. And you can, if you're smart, the skin of my left butt. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, you can figure out how to get out of most things. Yes. So, and it's okay to die. Like, it's kind of nice that you taught me this lesson with inscription. You really beat this into me and I had to go through that challenge, (laughs) but it's good for me because this game never, never felt like it was too hard. It's fantastic. It's so much fun. It really does make me happy when I can find something that is just so in your alley that I, know, I can watch I was you enjoy it so much. That that's the best part of this for me is even though like I love that you got into Monster Hunter and I got a new Monster Hunter buddy. I love that, but just finding something that you would have not searched out yourself. No, I never would have, and even like looking at it, I would have been like, meh. Yeah, I probably exactly. wouldn't have tried it at no, all. No, it would have been like, oh, that's cool. And then you would have moved on. It probably like, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like one of my new favorite games now again. Yeah. I, I love I it. Love like, it. I definitely want to play more. I, I The only bad thing about doing this podcast is now I'm just finding out games that I like that I don't have time to I play. No, <laughs> I think like we haven't had a chance to play Monster Hunter. I'm trying to play two different games right now to like keep <laughs> up with stuff because sometimes it's like i gotta play things so i know what to talk about <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm also still playing so something for fun. enjoyment <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah. you know there's still games that i want to go back and mess around with i have just i've had so much fun doing this with you and it it has been a just a fun experience oh one more shout out it's awesome that you can cross platform pc to vr and we can play together yep i always love and support companies that are willing to do that because the whole point of gaming is to be able to play together and you can love play it across steam and it worked and really Oculus well store yeah we didn't have an issue no issues it was here's a room code you pump that number you in, pop right bam. in ready to go it's it's so fast too. it is it's fast and easy so if you are interested in demio you can find it on the oculus or meta quest store i guess i always forget that it is called the meta now uh you can find it on steam as well so if you don't have a vr just have a computer you can find it right on steam it'll be bundled with the pc version and you can give it a try maybe it's something you want a vr for eventually i don't know everybody's got their own thing don't feel bad about playing it on the pc you'll be comfy in your chair the whole time yeah it is kind of (laughs) nice you can drink your drinks without spilling (laughs) yeah you you almost spilled your drink about 20 i kept moving your like 50 million times (laughs) and then just trying to get it in your mouth with Uh, the headset on yeah doesn't work very well my head isn't big enough i guess so don't Uh, feel bad playing on pc is all about comfort man well we're happy you are still listening to co-op mode if you enjoy this or think someone else you know might enjoy it please give a shout out we don't do any advertising or any kind of pay for that nonsense (laughs) we just do this for fun and we want people to be able to enjoy this with us love of the game love of the game all the games love of the video game Well, I think uh, anything else you want to say yeah. before we head out? A shout out to the 
catchy music that we have at the beginning and end of this podcast Aww. that was written by you. Oh, yeah. I, I it's, it's super fun together. Yeah. Yep, but it's fun. And I, I got to give some credit, right? Thank you. I, the more I listen to it, the more catchy it gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of burrows into your brain. It's a slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we'll end it there. I'm Matt. I'm Rose. And I hope you keep gaming with your bestie. Ta-ta! Ta-ta!